The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the free version of the Music History Today weekly edition podcast number 203. This week, we go over the news and charts, and we make the case for putting Todd Rundgren and Fela Kuti into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's get some podcast business out of the way before we begin. As of now, I am doing both free and paid podcasts. As for the free podcast that you will still find on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to me on, I will still be doing the daily Music History Today for whatever date podcast. I will also be doing a free version of the weekly edition and the EDM podcast. Now for the paid part. I've started a Patreon page where I have a couple of tiers at the moment. Tier 1 gives you the Music History Today daily podcast, the full version of the weekly edition podcast, and the full version of the EDM podcast, along with a minimum of four extra podcasts per month. Those podcasts, on that tier at least, will be the top albums podcast, the top singles podcast, and the top dance songs podcast with the Music Halls of Fame podcast moving into this tier and will actually now only be a monthly podcast. That tier will cost you $5 per month. There may also be another special podcast added on that tier. It all depends on the month, but those four podcasts are guaranteed each month. That's a minimum of 10 podcasts a week, plus two podcasts dropping every Monday through Wednesday. For Tier 2, you will get the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the Weekly Edition podcast, and the full versions of the EDM podcast, along with all of the paid podcasts on Tier 1, along with a minimum of at least four additional podcasts per month. That tier is $10 per month. The additional podcasts on that tier are the Top Dance Songs by Decade podcast, the Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast. I'm also adding another monthly podcast to that tier called Music's WTF Moments podcast, where I look at some of the most controversial, sad, or strange moments in music history. The Music History Today In-Depth podcast will be added for this tier as well and will still be a weekly podcast. And much like Tier 1, it all depends on the month, but those four podcasts are guaranteed each month for Tier 2 only. And I will probably add another podcast or two to that tier as well. So for that tier, there is a minimum of 12 podcasts a week with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Friday for most weeks. And if you like the history of music and want to support my love of bringing it to you, then please, please join my Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. 
the free podcasts are also on my YouTube page now. Just search Music History Today on YouTube or go to the link in the show notes below. Like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll always know when the new videos come out. I also put extra podcast videos on there. Not the full paid podcast, but small segments and topics. So check out the YouTube page for some extra goodies. On to the news for the week. The NAACP Image Awards were handed out last week. As far as awards with a musical theme, Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis won Best Actor and Actress for the film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom also won Outstanding Ensemble Cast in a Motion Picture. As far as musicians went for the week... Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series went to Clifford Method Man Smith for Power Book 2, Ghost. Also, Mary J. Blige won for Power Book 2, Ghost, in the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series category. Musically, the awards went to Entertainer of the Year, Dean Nice, for all those nice lockdown parties that he hosted last year. Outstanding female artist for yet another year is Beyonce extending her, uh, this is now her sixth win, actually. So that extends her record in this category for most wins. Drake ended up getting his first win for Outstanding Male Artist. Outstanding traditional duo, group, or collaboration went to Chloe and Haley. Outstanding contemporary duo, group, or collaboration went to Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. Outstanding album went to Janae Aiko. Outstanding soul R&B song went to Chloe and Haley. Outstanding hip-hop rap song went to Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. Outstanding new artist went to Doja Cat. Outstanding producer went to Hit Boy. Outstanding music video, visual album went to Beyonce with WizKid, St. John, and Blue Ivy Carter. That was for Brown Skin Girl. Outstanding soundtrack compilation album went to Soul, the original motion picture soundtrack. That would be John Baptiste who ended up winning that one, along with Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and Tom McDougall. Outstanding Gospel Christian Song went to Tamala Mann. Outstanding Gospel Christian Album went to the Clark Sisters. Outstanding Jazz Instrumental Album went to John Baptiste for Music From and Inspired by Soul. Outstanding Vocal Jazz Album went to uh, Live at Alter Pair. It was actually Somi who won that one. And the full name is Holy Room live at Alte Au Pair. Outstanding international song to wrap it up went to Original Coffee. Name of the song, Lockdown. Sort of appropriate. In England, since we all went through lockdown last year, and speaking of, the House of Commons Select Committee in England met to discuss holding festivals this summer, the culture minister declined to offer insurance for the festivals at the moment, at least as the government seems to be going back on its easing policy for outdoor festivals that was supposed to start on June 21st. Here's hoping they stick to that timeline. 
despite that fact, and also the fact that they had canceled their 2021 festival, the Glastonbury Music Festival has applied for a license for some sort of event where they normally hold their big summer festival. This one they're going to hold in September. Meanwhile, Manchester's Park Life Festival announced that Megan the Stallion and Burna Boy have been added to their September 11th and 12th festival. There may be one problem that may stop all the clubs, pubs, and festivals in England. And surprisingly, it's only partially having to do with the government. It's actually the fact that there aren't enough qualified security or bouncers to hire. In fact, according to the UK Door Security Association, at least half the clubs don't have enough security staff to reopen when the clubs are supposed to reopen on June 21st. You can actually blame two reasons for that. Here's where the government gets in. The first is that a lot of bouncers had to find other careers because of the clubs being shut down and the staff not being funded properly, courtesy of a very uncaring British government, according to me whose culture minister told entertainment people to retrain and find other work, which a lot of them actually did. Therefore, no staff. And the other reason that has to do with the government is Brexit, because a lot of the staff were actually from other countries. They weren't British nationals, and they had to get out of the country. So hopefully they can come back. Highly unlikely, though, because Brexit's not going to allow them to. So now there's a shortage of staff. Good job, Boris. In the United States, the Small Business Administration will start accepting applications for the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant on April 8th. The grants are for museums, live venues, movie theaters, etc. Owners should register on the government website called the System for Award Management, in case you're interested in all of that. And if you own anything along those lines, I would absolutely go and get the money. The U.S. Library of Congress announced 25 new recordings to be inducted into the National Recording Registry for Preservation. This is a high honor. The library inducted a podcast for the first time in its history, and I am so glad to get this honor. Oh, wait, it's not me. Damn. It is a 2008 episode of This American Life called... The Giant Pool of Money. Among the more popular recordings that they inducted are Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814 album, Nas's album, Illmatic, and Kermit D. Frog here with Rainbow Connection. I love that song. Brings me all back to my childhood. The entire list of nominees, which also includes radio broadcasts and other forms of broadcast entertainment, are Edison, as in Thomas Edison, his St. Louis tinfoil recording back in 1878, which just recently got restored after trying to pull some music and recordings off of that for, well, let's say at least 30, 40 years now. Also, Jalmar Peterson's 1917 recording called Nicolina, that was a single. Uh, 
Marika Pega, Papa Gika, I should say. The 1928 single, Smirnikos Balos. Louis Armstrong and his orchestra's 1938 single, When the Saints Go Marching In. Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Winston Churchill's Christmas Eve 1941 broadcast. The Guiding Lights, November 22nd, 1945 episode. That was a soap opera, first on radio, then on television. That would be the radio edition they're putting in. Odetta's 1957 album, Odetta Sings Ballads and Blues. Albertina Walker and the Caravan's 1959 single, Lord Keep Me Day by Day. The broadcast on October 1st, 1961 of Roger Maris hitting his 61st home run. The legendary Leotine Price 1962 album, Aida. Connie Smith's 1964 single, Once a Day, Albert, or Albert King. I was going to say Alberta King. It's Albert King's 1967 album, Born Under a Bad Sign. That's a classic. Marlo Thomas and Friends' 1972 album, Free to Be You and Me. For those of you who are Gen Xers like myself, you remember that one from our childhood. 1972's classic Jimmy Cliff album, the reggae master himself before Bob Marley. The Harder They Come is that classic album. LaBelle, as in Patti LaBelle's first group. 1974's classic single, Lady Marmalade. Jackson Brown's 1974 album, Late for the Sky, also made the list, as did Pat Metheny's 1976 album, Bright Size Life, Kermit the Frog, with the Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie, for those of you who remember. Cool in the Gang's 1980 party classic, Celebration. Jesse Norman's 1983 album, Richard Strauss' Four Last Songs. Janet Jackson, 1989, the album, Rhythm Nation, 1814. Flaco Jimenez with the 1992 album, Partners. Israel Kamakawiwo's 1993 single, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, What a Wonderful World. In case you don't know that song, that would be the ukulele version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow that gets played sometimes when you're watching videos and whatnot. That's the version. And apologies to Israel, I probably butchered his last name. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did. Moving on with the last two. Nas's 1994 album, Illmatic, and the podcast, May 9th, 2008, of This American Life, The Giant Pool of Money. In business news, Triller has reached a licensing agreement with the National Music Publishers Association for royalties to be paid for songs used on their platforms. BMG and KKR announced a deal where they will buy both, or both of them will buy, music copyrights together in yet another move in the catalog and copyright buying bonanza that's going on in the last few months. Linda Ronstamp, by the way, became one of the latest artists to sell her song catalog. 
Uh, music producers on the Latin side, Chris Jedi and Gabby Music, have launched their own record label called La Familia Records. Thieves have started targeting celebrity storage units. This past week, Beyonce had over $1 million in property stolen. That comes on the heels of the revelation that Miley Cyrus's storage unit was broken into earlier this year. There were, unfortunately, some passings to pass along this week. First up, rest in peace to Taylor D., Taylor was an up-and-coming country singer in Texas whose first single, The Buzz, was released in 2019. Taylor was driving down a highway when she attempted to make an impromptu lane change, flipping her car in the process because that's the way physics works, unfortunately. Taylor was not wearing her seatbelt at the time, Causing massive injuries, she passed away in the hospital from her injuries, actually on March 14th, but her passing was reported eight days later in the media on March 22nd. Taylor D. was 33 years old. Rest in peace to Ramin Nagassian. Ramin was a Frankfurt, Germany producer whose works included the trance classic Brain Ticket. He was also part of the groups Afro Trance and Sad World. Ramin had been dealing with a brain tumor in the hospital since last December. Ramin Nagashian was 52 years old. Rest in peace to Connie Bradley. Connie was the head of ASCAP's Nashville branch who advocated on behalf of country music songwriters. She was also the wife of Country Music Hall of Famer and former RCA Records head Jerry Bradley. Connie's cause of death was not announced. Connie Bradley was 75 years old. But let us end on a good note Congratulations to high school musical alumni and also singer Ashley Tisdale, who gave birth to her first child last week. Congratulations to her and her husband. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its list of 16 nominees for consideration for induction into the hall recently. The nominees this year are Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carole King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dion Warwick. Now, every year, the Rock Hall has a fan vote, which normally goes a long way in determining who gets into the hall. You can, of course, go to rockhall.com to vote. You can vote once a day for five artists. I have already voted numerous times. I'm splitting my votes up between everybody, but there are a few that I have put in at least more than a few times. Reason being, they really, really need to get in. Otherwise, nah, this whole hall thing doesn't work for me. 
Anyway, the way this usually works is this. The winner of the fan vote gets in. It's kind of worked out that way almost every year since they started the fan vote until recently, and I will explain as we go on. With the exception of four times since they started the fan vote, the top three vote-getters were automatically, pretty much, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Last year, though, it didn't work out that way at all, and it probably won't this way year as well, as I will explain. As fan favorites last year, the Dave Matthews Band and Pat Benatar both didn't get in, even though they were top three in vote-getting. The Doobie Brothers, by the way, were number two, and they got in. Notorious B.I.G. and T-Rex also got in last year as well, but they had actually ended up towards the bottom third in voting. So some years it just doesn't quite work out that way. Now, every week for the past few weeks, I've been making the case for you to vote for two artists. We're going to continue to do it this week, and also next week we're going to wrap up with two more artists. This week, I'm going to make the case for putting Todd Rundgren and Fela Kuti in. And Fela comes with a little bit of, well, you'll see. Now, as far as Todd Rundgren went, he started out in the mid-60s. He was also in the band Utopia. His solo career had 21 studio albums that did not hit the top 20. Todd wrote and or recorded hits like Hello, It's Me, I Saw the Light, We Gotta Get You a Woman, Can We Still Be Friends, Time Heals, and that sports stadium rocker Bang on the Drum All Day. Songs that are pretty much all in the American music lexicon. He is also a great producer, having produced albums for Badfinger, Grand Funk Railroad, The New York Dolls, Meatloaf, and XTC, among tons of others. He is also a technology marvel, having designed the first color graphic, Tablet. The thing is, though, Todd's also one of those artists who says that he doesn't really care about being inducted, so as much as he deserves to be in... I'm not even sure he'd actually show up if they did an actual ceremony later in the year. He does, however, deserve to be inducted, regardless of whether he wants to show up or not. Now, let us get to the case of Fela Kuti. Fela was born and passed away in his home country of Nigeria. He didn't actually live all that long, only living from 1958 to 1997. But what he did during that time was nothing short of game-changing and also heroic. First, the game-changing part. Fella, along with his drummer Tony Allen, was the pioneer of Afrobeat, which is Afro-Cuban and Yoruba mixed with jazz and funk music. And in his short life, he also put out 27 albums. The heroic part is that he was a major opponent of the military regime of Nigeria at the time, where he was a human rights activist. He was constantly being arrested on trumped-up charges of one sort or another, and while other activists fled their countries, Fela stayed and fought. He was pretty much rage against the machine before rage kicked it in here in America. My problem isn't with Fela getting in, 
After all, if you invent a new genre of music, you deserve to get in. Now, see, my problem is why he's way up in fan voting. As a matter of fact, since this whole thing started, he has been crushing everybody. He is number one yet again this week with 362,000 votes. The next closest, Tina Turner with 357,000 votes. The Go-Go's, by the way, are number three. Iron Maiden's number four. Foo Fighters are number five. Carol King is sixth. Todd Rundgren, the aforementioned, is number seven. Devo is number eight. Dionne Warwick is nine. Rage Against the Machine is ten. Shaka Khan is eleventh. Kate Bush is twelfth. New York Dolls is thirteenth. Mary J. Blige, fourteenth. And as always with pretty much every year, rap and hip-hop end up with the bottom two, with LL Cool J and Jay-Z rounding out the 15 and 16 slots, respectively. So... Why so many people for Fela Kuti? Because for the vast majority of you, when I said Fela Kuti, your first thought was probably, who's Fela Kuti? And then when I said Afrobeat, your first thought was, what's Afrobeat? Yet, I'm supposed to believe that he's beating out more established popular names like the Foo Fighters and Tina Turner without anyone's help? I think that if it isn't bots manipulating the vote this year, then it's a fan group or 20 who's doing it. That, in my opinion, unless I'm wrong and the Hall voters really, really like him, means that for another year, the winner of the fan vote will not be inducted. Just saying. Just seems to me that someone's manipulating the vote this year. Not that he doesn't deserve to get in, because he does deserve to get in, for all the reasons that I said before. Remember, you can go to rockhall.com to vote for who you think should get in. You can vote once a day. Next week, We are going to finish our look at the nominees by making the case for putting the New York Dolls and Devo into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. On to the charts for the week, and as always, we start off with Billboard magazine, where the top album for probably the very last week is Morgan Whalen's Dangerous the Double Album. Top single, Cardi B's Up. The Weekend is the top artist. Top social media artist is BTS. Top streaming song is Drake's What's Next. Top digital sales song is BTS's Dynamite top sales album and top current sales album is the new one from Rob Zombie it is the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy top catalog sales album went to as always it seems Queen's Greatest Hits top independent album is also the Rob Zombie album the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy that also happens to be the top vinyl album 
top adult contemporary song is for the umpteenth year in a row by now, The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. On the country charts, Morgan Whalen's Dangerous, the double album, is the top country album. Top country song is Thomas Rhett's What's Your Country Song. Top country streaming song is Nico Moon's Good Time, and top country digital sales song is Gabby Barrett's The Good Ones. On the rock side, top rock song for the umpteenth week in a row is 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Rob Zombie's The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy is the top rock album. Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear's My Ex's Best Friend is the top rock streaming song. Top rock digital sales song is Black Puma's Colors. Top hard rock album is the Rob Zombie one, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Top hard rock song for yet another week is The Foo Fighters Waiting on a War. Top hard rock streaming song is Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. Top hard rock digital sales song is ACDC's Thunderstruck. On the alternative charts for yet another week, the top alternative song and the top alternative streaming song is 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Imagine Dragons Follow You is the top alternative digital sales song. But Reclaiming the Throne, top alternative album, Taylor Swift, Folklore. My assumption is the Grammy win helped that one out a little bit. On the rap side... Cardi B's Up is the top rap song, top rap album for another week is Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Drake's What's Next is the top rap streaming song and the top rap digital sales song. Silk Sonic's Leave the Door Open is the top R&B song, the top R&B streaming song, and the top R&B digital sales song. And The Weeknd's After Hours is back to be in the top R&B album. Globally, Rosie's new one, On the Ground, is a top global song with or without the United States numbers. On the Latin charts, Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez with Dakiti. It continues to be the top Latin song. Top Latin album, though, is the new EP from Selena Gomez called Revelación. Caliuchis's Telepatia is the top Latin streaming song and the top Latin digital sales song. And Selena Gomez's Revolución, her EP, is the top Latin pop album dethroning another Selena, the original Selena. You know, the 90s one. On the Canadian charts... Dua Lipa and DaBaby's Levitating is a top Canadian song. The Weeknd's The Highlights is the top Canadian album. The Weeknd's Save Your Tears is the top digital sales song. The top adult contemporary song is Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. Top Canadian country song is Eric Church's Hell of a View. Top Canadian rock song, Foo Fighters Waiting on a War. The top K-pop song is Brave Girls Rollin'. Nathan Evans's Wellerman, which is a sea shanty, is the top UK song, the top UK digital sales song, and the top Euro digital sales song, while the top UK album is Tom Grennan's Evering Road. 
top digital sales song in France is Grand Corps Malade with Miss Dames. Top German song is Nathan Evans's Wellerman. Top German album is Eisbrecher with Lieb Macht Monster. Top Spain digital sales song is Pablo Alboran with Taboo. And Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia is the top Australian album, while Pink and Willow Sage Hearts' Cover Me in Sunshine is the top Australian digital sales song. The EDM charts are, as always, on the EDM podcast, 5 a.m. every Tuesday. And since Daylight Savings Time has now officially kicked in in Europe, that means we're back to a six-hour time difference. So, not counting Europe, it is 4 a.m. in Chicago, 2 a.m. in L.A., and that makes it uh, actually five hours in Great Britain, so that makes it 10 a.m. in Great Britain, 11 a.m. in Paris, high noon in Moscow. Moving on, Apple Top album is the new one from Carrie Underwood called My Savior. Top single is Taylor Swift's You All Over Me, Taylor's version. Spotify, top global streaming song, top American streaming song, and top UK streaming song is the same song. Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Giveon with Peaches. On the YouTube charts... America, top song, Pooh Shiesty and Lil Durk with Back in Blood, 8.79 million views. Top um, American artist is Young Boy Never Broke Again with 45.5 million views. And Pooh Shiesty and Lil Durk's Back in Blood is the top music video with 7.09 million views. On the UK charts, Nathan Evans's Wellerman is the top song with 1.76 million views. Top UK artist is Eminem with 4.93 million views. Top music video is Justin Bieber's Peaches with 1.13 million views. Globally, it's back to an all-Bollywood, India type of thing going. And it's huge numbers, by the way. Gay and Emran Hashmi's Jubin now, Tial is the top song and the top music video. Song-wise, it's 113 million views. Video-wise, it is 54.4 million views. Top artist for another week is Alka Ragnick. She has and continues to just increase like crazy. A couple weeks ago, was at a couple hundred million views. She is now at 400 million views in one week. Shows you how powerful Indian music is these days. On the HitsDailyDouble.com, top album is Justin Bieber's Justice. Song revenue chart, Drake and Lil Baby's Wants and Needs is number one this week. It made $116,754 U.S., Realize this is actually a British chart. It probably would have made much more in America, but they don't keep those numbers in America. I don't know why. 
Sales revenue in Great Britain was $2,955 on 3,300 units sold. Streaming revenue, $113,799 on 20,450,000 streams. Buy your music, people. That only works out to six-tenths of a penny per stream. By comparison, Drake's number one from last week, which was What's Next, made $267,000, so a sizable decrease this week. Silk Sonics, Leave the Door Open, is the top Shazam U.S. and U.K. single on the BBC radio charts. BBC One Radio's top single for another week is Rag and Bone Man's All You Ever Wanted, while Silk Sonic's Leave the Door Open is BBC Two Radio's top single. Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Giveon's Peaches is the top Rolling Stone magazine song with 19.7 million streams. Meanwhile, Justin Bieber's Justice is the top album. Justin Bieber is the top streamed artist on Rolling Stone magazine's charts with 132.4 million streams. And the top trending song is NF and Hopsin with Lost. This coming week, you will get new albums from, among others, Alan Vega, Bryce Desner, Australian String Quartet, and the Sydney Dance Company. That's all one album right there, by the way. Demi Lovato's new one, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over, which is a companion to her new, I think it's a YouTube uh, original, let's call it a TV documentary or a YouTube documentary about her life and the way she almost passed away from a drug overdose. Also, you'll get a new one from Flock of Dimes, Godspeed You, Black Emperor, Riley Walker, Natural, and that is it for the Music History Today Weekly Edition Podcast number 203. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, basically everything having to do with this podcast is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, etc. All under Music History Today. If you would like to support this podcast, our Patreon can be found at patreon.com backslash music history today. We are also on Twitter at music history day, and you can now find us on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell anytime you want to know exactly what videos are dropped and when. All of those links can be found in the show notes below. Thank you very, very much for listening. <laughs>